Hi there, I'm JoLynn McCarthy and welcome to Two Question Tuesday. Each week, Two Question Tuesday answers randomly picked questions submitted by our clients. Answering today's questions, we have with us Bill D'Angelo, Managing Director of Focus Wealth Management, and Mike Pisanti, Director of Financial Planning. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, gentlemen. Good morning, gentlemen. Okay. Question number one, Bill. This is from Martin in New York. He asks, I noticed my ETF portfolio mimics the market with less volatility. Why are my dividend holdings underperforming? Good question. So I guess that essence of the question is, what is the difference between growth and value stocks performance on the year? Uh, simply, if you look at the S&P 500 growth index, uh, year to date, that's up about a 6.32% return, where value is actually down over 15%. Uh, and that's with the S&P 500 being down about 3% today. So there is a huge disconnect between the performance of growth and value right now. And we've seen that actually for the past 10 years now. Uh, growth stocks are simply defined as those companies that expected to increase earnings or revenues uh, at a faster rate than the, the rest of the market, uh, where value stocks typically are uh, stocks based on fundamentals that often have good dividends that grow at a slower rate. So when you look at the dividend payers in this environment, uh, where you're getting yields of, you know, three, four, five percent, uh, meanwhile, the 10-year the, the treasury is only yielding about 70 basis points, uh, it's probably a good time to consider value stocks compared to the run-up we've seen in growth. You know, when you look at the fundamentals of it, when you when you look at, at the market downturn, interestingly enough, I, I read a statistic this morning from Institutional Investor that um, 33% of all people over 66 years of age actually sold stocks in the March downturn. Um, and, you know, if you look at that segment and that demographic of the population that probably sold stocks, they probably sold some of these good value-based companies um, that, that do pay good dividends. So I actually think it's a, a good time to start looking at the dividend income uh, type of uh, holdings right here. I think that if you go after a decade long of, of growth outperforming value, it would make some good sense to make sure you have exposure to those value stocks. Uh, and, and value is ample right here, and you're you're getting great dividends, and now is a good time to look in there. So if I look at the underperformance year to date, again, growth being up six uh, six point three two percent, value being down fifteen and a half percent, and I look at the track record over a decade. It makes sense to add some value here, especially in light of the low interest rate environment that we're in. Okay. Question number two, Mike. This is from Phil in California. He simply asked, could the dollar crash? Okay. Um, I hope not. <laughs> this is a really good question because it, there's so many levels and layers to this. Um, the dollar has a major influence on performance across a lot of different asset classes, whether it's U.S. equities, commodities, um, or foreign equities as well. So this is why it's really important. The dollar is extremely important when determining asset allocations and long-term investment returns. So you have to understand that there's we are not just the only country that's dealing with this COVID crisis right now. And I like to view global trade – as a simple pie chart, 
right? There's one pie. Everybody has their proportion of global trade, right? So with almost every central bank in the world trying to fight COVID um, and everybody trying to capture a predominant amount of global trade, it's almost like a race to the bottom in currencies for almost every country in the world because the more they devalue their currency, the greater share of that portion of the pie of exports that they get. Um, the dollar crashing is a very unlikely circumstance in our opinion, however, because global trade is really driven by the dollar. Commodities around the world, every commodity settles in U.S. dollars. There have been so many companies around the world in emerging markets that have issued debt denominated in U.S. dollars. So despite the fact that the government has been able to finally break the back of the dollar and it's weakened a little bit as of late after a really strong run, which makes sense because in periods of economic contraction and, and economic uncertainty, everyone runs to treasuries, which causes everyone to have to convert their currency to dollars to buy those treasuries. The dollars finally started to de uh, decline a little bit. And that's one of the reasons why you've seen a little bit of inflation in investment assets and uh, uh, around the globe. So there's a lot of demand for dollars. So it's unlikely that the dollar is going to crash because there is almost there's actually a deficit of dollars around the world. Um, people need to get their hands on more dollars. So it's unlikely that it's going to crash. But as it pertains to investment assets, it's actually an OK thing to see devaluation in the dollar a little bit if you're looking for asset uh, appreciation. And the dollar has been strong for a long time. So it doesn't surprise us that we're seeing a little bit of weakness, but it took a lot for the government in terms of issuance and looking at the expansion of the monetary base to actually get the dollar to weaken a little bit. So we don't think the dollar can crash, but it's really important to always pay attention to what's happening there. Okay. Thank you both for answering this week's two questions. If you have a question you'd like to submit, email us at info at focuswealthmgmt.net. And as always, stay safe and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, everyone. Take care.